Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. So before we jump into today's episode, I just want to take a minute and say thank you. If you have been listening to the show, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Um, Truly, it means the world to me um, to know that I am in your earbuds every week. And I just hope that these episodes have been a tremendous blessing to you um, in this entrepreneur journey that you're on wherever you're at right now. Um, And of course, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. If you have not already, I would totally love if you could um, leave a rating and review on the show. I would love to hear what you're loving about this podcast, what you would like to hear more of. Um, I read every single review and I really um, value your feedback and I would really appreciate that. So in today's episode, I am talking with Heather Shriver Burns. Heather is a mindset and kingdom strategy coach for Christian entrepreneurs. In this episode, we are talking about why we need to fully surrender in our business, the titles, financial status, achievements um, as we run our business, what to do if you find yourself obsessed with your business, why we not only have permission, but actually a responsibility as Christians to do business God's way instead of the world's way. And she's also sharing some amazing practical steps on how to hear God's dreams and visions for you and for your business. So I know you are going to love this episode. Here it is. All right. Hey guys, today I am talking with Heather. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yes. Can't wait to talk to you. Okay. So I love asking people a fun fact about them. So what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Oh man, you stumped me on question one. <laughs> oh, what is a fun fact that people don't know about me? Um, goodness gracious. Really? Come on, Natalie. No, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I usually say this one. I sang the national anthem in high school for our football games, basketball games, all of those things. And I do not sing now, which is crazy. So I was a cheerleader my whole life. And I really believe that cheerleading ruined my vocal cords. But in the back in the day, I used to sing for the, sing the national anthem. I love that. And also probably at the age where like before, like, you know, when we're younger and we're like confident and like nothing scares us. And then we get to a certain point where it's like, and no, like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. People are like, oh, sing for me now. No, not today. Not today. No, thank you. I love that. Okay. Well, I would love if you could share a little bit about who you are and what you do for the people that aren't familiar with you. 
Yeah, I would love to. Well, I, like you said, my name is Heather. I am a mom to three little ones. We actually just started homeschooling today. So that's, that's a, that's a new fun thing that we decided to homeschool this year, but I am a mom to three. They're all six and under. I am married to my best friend for about, uh, well, we've been married for seven years, but together for about nine and I have been an entrepreneur ever since I became a mom. So I was super career driven uh, most of all, all of my life, really. I went to school to be a teacher and then I became a mom. And oh, I went, I, I, after teaching, I got into the business world, did a bunch of different sales jobs. But all that to say, when I became a mom, I was really desperate to find something that would allow me to have flexibility to be a mom and to also work from home and have more mm-hmm. time with my kiddos. So I've done a variety of different things in that space, kind of always questioning, you know, feeling like something was missing, you know, oh, this is good, but something's missing. And so uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about God-sized dreams today. And so I always, you know, I would get these dreams and then I would, I would achieve them by the grace of God, but then I would, something still felt like it was missing. And so I can finally say that I feel like I'm really truly walking in my purpose right now as a mindset strategist and kingdom coach for, for Christian entrepreneurs who want to do business God's way. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, and I like totally relate to what you said in terms of like being an entrepreneur ever since you were a mom. Cause that was the thing for me that really like pushed me into like, I mean, I wasn't looking to start a business. I was just like, how can I work from home? Like, how can I be with my baby? Cause I don't like leaving her. Um, and that I, I totally relate to that. Um, and I love that you just know too, that like where you're at right now, like you have gotten to the point where you're like, I'm walking in my purpose and I know this is where I need to be. Um, yeah, it feels, feels good to wake up and not having that question of, man, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And while I do think there is more, I know right now I'm right in it. And it, yes, it makes me so excited to do, to wake up every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally relate to that feeling too. And maybe let's start there. So like, how do you feel like you got there? Like that kind of, um, feeling like there was more and feeling like you had these God-sized dreams. Like how did you, you know, get from here to there. I know that's a long story, but what do you feel like were the big things that like helped you get to this point? That's a good question. So I think, you know, I think God, first of all, he gives us free will and he gives us the opportunity to think for ourselves and to to dream, right? And I, I have learned over time, there's a difference between dreaming and dreaming with God. Mm-hmm. And God is so good also that he hears the desires of our hearts that I believe that oftentimes he will give us what we say we want to show us that it's not actually what we really want. Yeah. And for me, that's kind of been this journey my whole life. But I do also think God will waste nothing. We know that. And so everything that I've done has served a purpose and a season, but I think God wires some of us. You know, I think about our parents or grandparents, most of them get jobs and they stay in that for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. They retire there and they're good to go. Whereas our generation, we are we are constantly pivoting and changing and evolving into this like, okay, well that was fun for a minute and not everybody, but I think a lot of people are like that. I I know the the statistics are pretty high that most people change careers. I don't even know how many times, but all that to say, you know, each and every step was, it was as if it were a stepping stone to the next thing. And then God would reveal, okay, well here we achieve that. Um, something's still missing. And 
I would do the next thing and I'd set these goals and I'd go for them. And um, again, by the grace of God, I would achieve them. And then I'd be like, man, that was fun and that was good, but now something's still missing. All that to say, in all reality, what was missing was me putting my business, this is a whole other kind of taking a left turn here, but uh, this is me. It was me putting my business as an idol. My business was everything to me. And God kept showing me that he was enough, that he was the thing I was actually, actually searching for, that I was actually wanting and desiring. But I was thinking it was a business and it was this next thing that would make me feel like I was more fulfilling my calling or fulfilling my purpose. But once I got to that place that God, you are enough, and I actually don't need any title. I don't need any job. I don't need any, any income. I don't need anything else other than you. That's when he really started to speak to me. And then I learned how to dream with him as opposed to dreaming and kind of fitting him in the mix and, and, and kind of fitting it to my mold, but rather truly, really surrendering. What, what do you want me to do? And, and what does that look like? Right. And I think that's totally a, like something that we have to learn along the way, because I, I know when I had heard people talk about like being so surrendered um, with, cause it's like building this business is exciting, right. And being an online business and, and going after these dreams, but to be um, surrendered enough to be like, God, if you tell me to let this business go, I'd let it go. Like, I just want to do whatever you want. And I know like, as you're saying that I'm, I'm thinking, you know, thinking about my own journey and, and walk with God. And I know that like what lights me up and gives me that peace and joy and fulfillment is really like feeling that closeness with God. And it's not, you know, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. Um, but I love what you said. It's like, that's what we really want. That's what we're really craving. And we think, um, that it's the business in itself. Um, and I guess I, I'd love to just like stop on that point for a minute, like, because that's something that's actually been on my heart recently because I caught myself, oh, this must've been like a month or two ago. I caught myself in this place where I was like, I felt like God was like, you are obsessed with your business. And I'm like, yes, I am. Where I was, you know, just like listening to like every spare uh, minute of my time was like listening to business podcasts, like listen, like, you know, it was just my full focus. Um, and I don't know, I, I would just love to hear what you have to say about, about that. Like when you're in that place of being obsessed with your business, because I think we've all been there. Like we have, we all have moments where we're like, oh gosh, like I'm spending way too much time and energy on this thing. And I need to kind of shift my focus. Yeah. So my story is pretty interesting about how I got to that point of recognizing and truly not just believing in my head God was enough. Because again, so many times we can be almost numb to some of the Christian ease terms and, and these mm -hmm. phrases and verses even that we, we kind of take them for granted. But I always talk about head knowledge and heart knowledge are two different things. Like knowing scripture and living scripture are two different things. Knowing who God is and having an intimate relationship with him are two different things. So it actually took a really traumatic season in my life to bring me to the place where God really showed me he is enough. Like a Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I've said that verse. I've read that verse. Oh, it sounds good. But until you have nothing and then you realize that God is everything, that's when you, that transfers from your head of knowing I, the Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing to truly believing and living. Oh, oh my goodness. The Lord 
he is my shepherd. He guides me and I truly lack nothing, even if I don't have what the world says is successful or what I think is successful. And so uh, over a series of time, and so I had my first child and I built, you know, my first business. It took about three years to build it to a place that, you know, was making a six figure income. And then I pivoted because that's what people do. And I, I, at least that's what God keeps showing me. It's okay to pivot. I used to think that was a bad thing that I yeah. changed. I wanted change. I craved a new, a new challenge. And so then I pivoted. I started another business and that business exploded overnight. What everyone thought was an overnight success was actually a, a result of three years of really working really hard and learning some things. And so, but yeah. it looked like it was super successful and that business built, grew so fast. Um, it ended up being an eight figure business. I didn't even, that wasn't even in my mm. vocabulary. I was thinking, Oh, you know, I want to build a six figure business, seven figure business. And then here it is. I'm, I'm, I have this, I have this business that is thriving and crazy successful, but there I was not satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that business ended up taking everything to continue to be to continue to operate at that pace and that speed. And I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be more, there has to be more. And Long story short, uh, I lost that business and I woke up one morning and my life was forever changed. I lost the business and uh, I had to get to this place of, well, first of all, I was 27 weeks pregnant with my third child at the time. And I was the income, I was the person bringing in the income. I actually retired my husband from the corporate world because he was pursuing his dreams. And, and so I, I was the one working to bring an income and put food on our table. And then all of a sudden that was gone. And it took me through that season of, you know, in my mentality and my personality is okay, give me the next thing and I'll, I'll hustle while I mourned it. And it was a traumatic season and I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot. I lost a whole lot of things in that season as I was begging God to give me the next thing so that I could hustle again, I could hustle my way to the top again. I didn't even, you know, I didn't care what it was. And at this point I was like, I don't care what it was. I want to do what you want me to do, but give it to me so I can do it. And I was on this walk and I used to go on walks all the time. Cause again, I had, I have three kids. So for me to get out of the house and get into a quiet space, um, it was really crucial for my healing process in that. But I would go on these walks and I would just beg God, God, give me, tell me what you want me to do. I will be your servant. I'll be an Esther for such a time in all the things that I was doing it with what I thought was a servant's heart. But really what I was seeking was I was seeking the gift more than the giver. And God asked me point blank on this walk. I will never forget it. I was walking in my neighborhood and I'm crying, like crying with my sunglasses on, like, God, just give me the thing so I can start making more money so that I can provide for my family. And I can feel like I'm fulfilling my calling again. And he just said these three words in my spirit, right? God doesn't speak audibly to me. So I'd want to clarify that just in case of any, because I know people ask that like, oh, you heard from God. Well, in my spirit, he asked me these just simple words, am I enough? And I'm like, what do you mean? Am I enough? And then I thought, oh my goodness. I'm seeking him. I'm like treating God like he's a sugar daddy. Like I'm going to him to find the thing as opposed to just going to him to spend time with him. He's like, Heather, if I don't ever give you one more thing, if I don't ever give you one more business to build, one more title to accomplish, one more goal to go after, can you be satisfied with your relationship with me and intimacy with me? And the reality of the answer was no. I wasn't. I didn't think God was enough. I thought my identity was in my business and in what it is that, you know, he, what, what I was doing. So that was the hardest question that God ever asked me. 
And that started me on the journey of surrendering my title and my financial status and the things. And even though, I mean, my heart wasn't completely materialistic or, and even when I was doing the other stuff, it was kind of, it was half, it was like half good, half prideful, half, Mm -hmm. you know, and God really stripped me of all, or he allowed me to be stripped of all that. I don't think God did it. I think he allowed it to be done to really get me to a place where I was truly fully satisfied in him and him alone. And then not only that, but he created a a way for me to stop saying that I was the breadwinner and that I was the financial provider and show me that he miraculously, I mean, truly in that season, that's a, that's another story, but uh, called me to literally stop working. And I'm like, how could I do that? But again, he was really showing me transferring the head knowledge to my heart to know that God truly is enough in every single way, emotionally, financially, physically, uh, relationally, all of the things. So Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, such a, such a hard question to ask, but it's, it's a crucial one because I think we'll keep searching for the thing if we don't ever truly find our satisfaction in him and him alone. Right. Exactly. Well, and it's like, that even just makes me think back to the moment or I guess like the chapter in my life where my faith became like real to me, right? Like I grew up in a Christian home. We've talked about this a little bit, but in that season of life where like it became real to me, like I realized like, oh my gosh, like all the times in my life where I was trying to fill this emptiness, this something is missing and it was God. And it's like, yeah, but even though like, we can think we're walking with God. Like we still do that. We still try to fill it, you know, fill that, um, that emptiness, that, that desire, um, with other things. So I love that you share that because that is such a, um, that question is so convicting. I think for anyone to just like really stop and think like, Oh yeah, of course God's enough. Like, no, really like is like, are you living that? Like, can you honestly say yes? Like God, you are enough. Um, and you know, that, that kind of leads me into this next thing in terms of like, you know, talking about how we dream with God, um, and, and looking at like, I think I've shared this before, but I think it's so easy to, um, cross this fine line between when we, when we step into online business, right. And we, especially for those of us like me who, um, had no business knowledge before. Right. So it's like, we're diving into online business and we're like, okay, I got to like absorb all these business strategies. And we like, we cross this line between like, we know God's calling us into business but then we stop dreaming with him because we're like, but I got to implement these strategies and I got to do these things that the experts say I have to do. And we stop dreaming with God. Um, and I'm sure you, you had your own experiences with that. And I would just love to love to hear what you have to say about that. Like how you've been able to dream with him in your business. Yes. And and what you said earlier about you were starting to consume a lot of information and every free minute you were listening to podcasts and you were listening to the experts and all of that. And I think we've all probably gone through that experience of wanting to do our best. And so we are craving information to do it the best. But what I also have learned over time is that God 
has a perfect design for each of us in business. And that one of the things that I really encourage women to do is give them permission to do it God's way, that we don't have to follow. As a child of God, we have a different set of rules, a different set of God's a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And if we truly believe that, again, we can say that in our head, but if we truly believe that in our heart, he can show up and do miracle signs and wonders in our business as well. If we, if, if, if we truly believe that that's what he can do. And so I really believe that that gives us permission to not follow a method or a formula or a, a specific, uh, you know, thing that a lot of people say, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this, where God is keep saying, come to me come to me and I will tell you hidden things that you do not know. Two of my favorite verses that I have to remind myself of when I start to get so sucked into books and podcasts. And none of those things are bad. It's just, Mm -hmm. are they becoming more important than hearing God's voice? And so I really have to remember that God says in Jeremiah uh, 33, three and Daniel 2, 22, come to me. And I will tell you these hidden things that you don't know. And don't we all want to know hidden things like the secret things for a business? Don't we, have you ever watched somebody successful and you're like, they have to have a secret. They have to, they have got to have something that I don't know how to, how to do it. And perhaps, you know, it is something different that I haven't shared with everybody, but God has secret things to share with us and that it's going to miraculously give us favor because we're children of God and we're surrendering to his, his plans and his will. And so again, for me, the, the dreaming with God and dreaming and then attaching God to it Really, I think there's, and there's a fine line too. We can get so, you know, we could take scripture from, and we can put it extreme on either end, right? We mm-hmm. can like the, like I think of the, the uh, you know, verse of like dying to self or what does that mean? You know, and, and God's taken me on a, a journey to really understand and to apply it to my own life. But all of that to say, you know, sometimes I work with women who struggle to even think big because they are so nervous that it's not going to be of God. Whereas God gives us imagination and he gives us the ability to think big and the ability to think beyond our, what even would make sense to us. And then he one-ups it and says, let me do more than you could ever ask or imagine. So for me, dreaming with God is being vulnerable and, you know, creating a quiet space to sit down and really tell him and write down journal all of the things that I really want. And the cool thing is, is that if we truly are surrendered to God and we are, I think of like tethered to him, you know, an owner of a, of an animal is not going to let them get too far away. Right. He gives us boundaries to follow, follow within. It's like, if we stay tethered to God and we continue to go to him every day, anything on that list, that's a dream that we want. If it's not of him, he'll work it out and he'll work it out in a way that we won't even want it anymore because he replaces it with something better. But Mm -hmm. I find that so many women even struggle to start that process because they start to really be tied back by the religious spirit that it's like, oh, well, you know, you, you can't think like it can't be about you at all. Or, or maybe what is this about me? Is this about God? And yes, God does want our business to be truly about serving other people. Our Mm -hmm. whole job is to serve God and serve, to, to love God and love people. Like that's our greatest commandments, right? Mm-hmm. And our business is a way to do that. And so for me, it, one, it was allowing me to give myself permission to tell God and to talk with him and like write out literally what I really want. And then getting in that space to hear from him too, you know, praying and talking to him is a two way street. It's not just a one way conversation, but then what I started to realize once I got quiet and started listening to his still small voice, he was giving me dreams even bigger and scarier than the things that I even had for myself. 
And even after looking at that, it's like, oh gosh, how are you going to do this? That's why it's called a God-sized dream because you can't do it without him. But you've got to start somewhere with writing it down or putting it, putting it on paper, praying about it, giving it to him. And so, uh, yeah, learning, I think learning to dream with God is a maturity. It's a spiritual maturity process, but he wants us to come to him as little children. Mm-hmm. And when you, you ever ask your daughter, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she, I don't do, I, I mean, my kids oh, say some, she would tell you a princess, yes. a, uh, a gymnast, a ballerina. Like she's got like all this, <laughs> she's got How big dreams. How amazing <laughs> is that? That she wants, it's funny. My daughter came to me this morning and said, mommy, do you want to know what I dreamed about? I dreamed about being a princess. And I looked her in the eyes and said, baby, you are a princess. Do you know who your king is? You know, I mean, little opportunities for us to teach our kids, but like, Literally, our kids have no, they, nothing holds them back from thinking big and dreaming big, mm-hmm. big. That's how God wants us to come to him. My, your daughter had no hesitation and she felt no, um, no condemnation. She felt nothing. She felt no fear. She feels nothing around coming to her mommy and being vulnerable and telling her mommy what she wants to be when she grows up. Our heavenly Abba Father is the same way. He wants us to come with him without any, nothing, nothing holding us back to say, daddy, this is actually what I want. And she's not going to be all, all of those things. Pro- well, I don't know. Maybe she will be in seasons of life, right? That's another thing. We have to remember seasons. Yeah. There's seasons for everything. I'm imagining your business looks different today than it did a year ago, than it did mm-hmm. two years ago, right? Because there's a growth process. And so as we continue to grow in our relationship with the Lord, he'll, he'll give us new dreams and he'll weed some out that were never, you know, he never meant to be. And sometimes he'll even let our dreams come true. Like I said, that we get it. And then we're like, uh, that wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. He's like, yeah, because let me show you what I really have for you. So God is so good. He's so good. And he's so patient with us. Um, that, and he wants, he, his dreams for us are so much better than we could ever think. But it has to start with us being like your, your daughter and my children, like, and coming to us and just telling your father what you want. And then from then on, what do you do? You probably do. Is she in gymnastics? She is not as of right now. <laughs> but, is that, but, but realistically, but it's something, yeah, 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 totally. Why? Yeah. Because you want to help her and do that. What's God going to do? He's going to, he's going to line it up. Mm-hmm. to, to create things and, and not, you know, and the, and the things that he wants for us. Right. So he's, he's going to line things up and he's going to open doors and close doors and make connections and close connections. And, um, he's so good. He's in all mm-hmm. the details. We just have to trust that. Right. Yeah. And even what you said, like about, um, just having that first, it's kind of like the first step of realizing that, like you said, like, the, the desires of our heart are there because God puts them there. And if it's not something that's of him, like he's going to weed it out. Like it's going to either be something like you said that we get to it. Um, and I think of my nutrition degree, like I was fast tracking. I was at the top of my class and I was like, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) This isn't what I want. And that desire was just like day and night, like just taken away. And all of a sudden I had no desire to do it. That's a good point. And this is something that uh, I feel like I've, God's been showing me too, again, because then you, do you feel like a, sometimes we can feel like a failure? Like, oh, I put all that money or all that time or all that emotion. Gosh, why, why would I think that way? But in order for us to really know God's plans for us, it is as important for us to know what his plans are not. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is, 
I, and actually we, Anita is the person who gave me this phrase and I use it all the time, even in my own coaching business, action brings clarity. Yeah. That goes both ways. That goes with the, yes, this feels good. Yes, this is it. Yes. This is like, oh, okay. This feels great. And they also, uh, I don't think this is it. And oh my goodness, how, how silly of me to think that this was it. Like, this is not it. I do not want to do this, but that's all part of the refining process and God preparing us. So when I think that's really important for your listeners and every, all of us to know that in order for us to really understand his, his dreams for us, it is really good for him to show us this, that is not it. And there is no shame in that. It's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, I know, um, I would have to really think back to like in the moment how I was feeling. Um, I think for me, like when I think back to that, anytime I've made a major pivot, even when I pivoted from in my business, from doing design, like being a service provider to coaching. Um, I think for me, the thing that comes up is like the, um, I don't know, I guess I just go straight to outcome, like rather than, because that's something that I really try to embrace. And that might just be kind of my personality too. Like we all react differently to things, but I very much, you know, embrace like, okay, like there was a purpose in this season. Like, even if I don't know what it is right now, or I can't see it, like, I know that I'm going to be grateful for what I've gone through, but it's that like unknown and leaning into, um, I don't know. It's like the tendency to want to cling to it. Like, even though I know that it's like chapter is closing, like we're done here, it's time to pivot and shift and go this way. And it's that like, but what do I lean into? And I'm even just thinking of those pivots that I've made. And it goes back to exactly what you were saying about leaning into like those desires and those dreams that God puts in our heart. And it's just like leaning into that and being like, what does light me up right now? Like that used to light me up and that used to be the thing that was so exciting and I loved it and I loved helping people with this or doing this thing and it doesn't light me up anymore. And I'm trying to hold on to it because I don't know what this next thing is. And it's, for me, that's, that's kind of how I like took those steps forward was leaning into, okay, because that doesn't light me up the same way it did before, what does now? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a really vague, like, I don't know, I kind of like this direction. I guess I'll lean this way and see like where it takes me. Yeah. As you're talking, all I think about is the word remnants. And we look at the Bible over and over and every, every, you know, story we can see remnants. God always leaves something Mm-hmm. in a season. And that, and I encourage myself to always think back to, again, when I think about the first business I built, the second business, the third, the fourth, in all these different industries, I'm like, what on earth? Why did I do all those things? However, like you said, nothing will be wasted. And there is something there. There is something there that God left for us to pick up the remnant and take it into our new season. And so while it might not be the whole picture, you learned something from that. You grew emotionally. You grew some, something. God will not waste anything. Even when it wasn't the right thing, he'll make it, to, he'll turn it to good. And so I always have to ask myself, okay, what was good from that season? What are the remnants? What are the seeds that I need to pick up from that season and carry it into this next one? And then what are all those things that I just need to leave there because they're not meant for me to to move forward? And God's given me such vision and ideas around gardens. and, And so I think of that, I think, okay, what is that? And so you think about your nutrition. Well, maybe that perhaps taught you how to 
be a better mom and provide better nutrition for you and your daughter. I mean, that's a big deal. And so, yeah, God always turns things to good and there's always remnants left over in every single thing. We think about time and time again, the people he's left over in every season to carry on the mission and the fulfilling, to fulfill God's God's prophecy of, of, you know, Jesus and all of that. It's the same in our, it's the same in our business journey as well. Mm-hmm. I love that remnants like piece that you just added in there because that gives me such like a wonderful, like mental picture. I love that because it, it's like the, like, it makes me think of like the super cliche saying of like, when you feel like things are falling apart and they're actually falling into place, but it is, it's like picking up the pieces and being like, okay, I'm going to take this piece with me. And knowing that there's always, always a remnant, there's always something to hold on to, to take with you from that chapter, but also that's going to like give you like a crumb to follow of like, mm-hmm. go this way, like hold on to this piece and like, keep going with this thing. Um, but these are the things that we're going to leave behind. Oh, I love that. Um, if there is one thing that you wanted women to remember just with this, like this conversation, but just this idea of like dreaming with God, what would that be? Yeah. I think it still probably goes back to the, you have permission to do it different than the world does it, that different than the experts do it. I, you know, I, think of Ephesians 2.10, that we are his masterpiece. And so God took me on a journey with that verse. And I'm like, okay, but you know, that sounds good. We are his masterpiece. Again, I can know it in my head, but God took me on this journey to understand and apply that to my heart. And he showed me that, yeah, Heather, a masterpiece requires two things. It requires a master and it also requires pieces. Thinking about those remnants, thinking about even broken seasons, God will take up the broken things, some of them, and he'll make them new again. I, I had this visual of a mosaic that he would just pick up these pieces to different seasons, to different professional careers that I had, different, just different seasons of my life. And he would pick up these things and he was putting together this beautiful mosaic picture that piece by piece, it looks like a mess, but mm-hmm. when they're put together and then when they're literally held together by him, because because he's the master, it's a one of a kind masterpiece. That's what a masterpiece is. It requires a master in pieces. And so when you see the expert who's, you know, an eight figure, whatever, whatever business, and, and it's okay to learn from quote unquote, the experts, it's okay to have people that we can kind of, okay, well, they did this and they did that. However, God created you to be a one of a kind what does that mean in your business? That means you don't have to follow all of the rules and you shouldn't have a, a business that looks like hers or looks like his because you are unique and all of your life experiences, all of your life's bad choices, good choices, all the things, God will pick each of the things up that he wants to when we surrender it to him and when we're willing to do it his way because we need a master. And I think so often in business, we try to follow formulas and methods and plans and strategies that we lose sight of, of our father who is like, come to me. I, I want to do this thing different than anything you've ever seen. And I believe I'll add this on just because I feel like it's so important for this season of life. I believe God is raising up a generation of pioneers. Well, pioneers don't have a path to follow. They have to keep going back to God to say, hey, is this right? And I think of David. He always asked God. There was a season of his life. It always, I'm, I'm currently reading that right now. He always went back and he would ask God. He would think something or he'd go say, God, do you want me to, do you want me to fight them? Do you want me to go here? Do you want me to go? And God would always answer. But we have to go to the secret place for him to tell us. 
And so really just acknowledging that you have permission, not only permission to do it different, you actually have a, a mandate to yeah. do it different because God wants to show up in your life and your business in such a miraculous way that we can't help point to anyone else but him and say, I don't know, but God did it and it's so good. And here we are. So permission to do things different than what we see in the natural realm, like in, in the world and how we see other people do it because God's created each and every one of us to be unique and his masterpiece and a one of a kind. Right. And that means, you know, like, cause I've had these moments where it's like, when you feel like you're, you've gotten this idea or you want to do something a certain way and you have coaches and you have experts, right? Like telling you otherwise, it's like, you have, again, like we don't, we don't need to be given permission by any person, but it's like, you have that permission. Like that's, that's, you know, putting God's strategy, those ideas ahead of the experts is what we like, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's always just such a good reminder. It's just, it's more like, you know, when we see people really, um, doing things differently, like it, it feels like we have the permission to do it ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, and so I always love, um, I love hearing that reminder. I love sharing that reminder too, because I think it's so important. And the, um, the, the picture, like the mental picture that you shared of the mosaic, um, when I hear that, I think of the mental picture that I always get. And I remember reading this somewhere. I don't remember which country it is. I want to say it's Japan, how when like, um, like a vase or like pottery breaks, they like glue it back together with like, there's something like golden. Um, and I, I've got it in my journal somewhere of like a sketch because I had read that. And then I just remember journaling and praying. And that was the mental image that I felt like God was giving me. And so I've got it sketched in there of like, you know, this vase, like, you know, um, beautifully glued back together. Um, and just that. making it this, like this unique masterpiece, like you said. So yeah, I love those, those mental images just like stick with us. And like you said, like talking all about like, you know, head to heart, like that, like really knowing it, not just like knowing it in your head, but really knowing it in your heart. Um, well, that's yeah. so good. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go look up that. But Jap if it's Japan, yeah, Japan, the Japanese story. That's so good. Yes, yeah. it's so good that yeah. yes. In order for it to be what he wants it to be, we have to be willing to do it a little different mm -hmm. and listen to his still small voice about it. And that constant checks and balance. Hey, is this it? Is that not it? Is this mm -hmm. right? Is this not right? And we're going to make mistakes along the way, but that's again, part of the process. Like you said, part of knowing what not to do is part of being really confident in knowing what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yes. I love that. Um, well, can you tell us where people can find you online if they want to connect with you more? Yeah. So I am, you can find me on all the, the social media outlets, Heather Schreiber Burns or Garden of Favor. Uh, that is my, actually, that's my new podcast. You were one of the people who inspired me to start my podcast. I remember I messaged you uh, like a week before launching and I thanked you. Thank you for being a pioneer and showing me that, <laughs> hey, I can do this with kids too. So I have my uh, podcast garden of favor as well. My website's being reconstructed at the moment, but that's heatherschreiberburns.com. Um, and then on Facebook, the, our free community of garden of favor, uh, the bloom society where other women like you and I are hanging out and 
growing together in our calling of what God has given us to do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.